Hello and welcome to another episode on Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. We're almost a third into the season now and things are starting to take shape, which for me could be regarded as one of the great seasons um, in, the, I would say, in recent history. Um, with so many teams being competitive and challenging for that top spot. One match was the poster of the Premier League football and that was Chelsea versus Man City which had everything then you had Liverpool back to winning ways and coming up to second place Spurs losing to Wolves which is now two consecutive defeats and Arsenal beating Burnley three goals to one but that's just a few results I've just mentioned so let's get into match week review and we'll start at Stamford Bridge now what an amazing game of football this was pretty much had everything open plays Teams going at it, poor defending, but also leading up to a volume of goals, which is great for the neutral. So let's discuss the key moments. So obviously the game ended 4-4. Man City were awarded with a penalty as Cucurella wrestles Haaland to the ground. Now, I have to be honest, I think that was a bad decision from the officials. Very soft one to give, considering both players were grabbing onto each other. So bad call from the ref and VAR. The first goal, Haaland steps up, scores from the penalty with complete ease, 1-0 to Man City there. But Chelsea respond with a goal from a corner. Gallagher hits the cross towards the near post and Thiago Silva creeps in with a fantastic guided header into the bottom corner. Nice set piece from Chelsea there. Chelsea then take the lead as Guardiola misses the ball to make a clearance. Rhys James hits the ball across the goal and Sterling scores from close range and half celebrates his goal as it's his former team. But City equalised just before half-time as Bernardo Silva hits a cross in the six-yard box and Akanji hits it in the back of the net. Then second half, the table changed as it was City who took the lead with Haaland scoring from a couple of yards out. And then you've got Chelsea responding yet again as they equalise through Nicholas Jackson who scores after Edison fumbles the ball from Gallagher's shot and he scores from the rebound. Rodri takes the lead for City again as this was his long shot um, that was deflected into the back of the net. This happened in the 86th minute. So you're thinking it's 4-3. It must be a wrap. Um, City just about scraped through a hard-fought win, but Chelsea had other ideas. City concede a late penalty in the final minute, more or less, as Diaz slides through Boja and fouls him in the box. For me, the right decision. Former City player Cole Palmer steps up for the penalty and hits a sweet shot into the corner. 4-4. And what a crazy game of football that was. Unbelievable. On a personal note for Cole Palmer, I'm sure the finish against his former club feels sweet. City may regret selling him as he's been one of Chelsea's top performers so far this season. Man City showing some cracks in defence that would possibly be a wake-up call for Pep and his boys. We're heading into international break now and City will face Liverpool on their return, which will be an exciting encounter. But overall, well done to Chelsea who have been a part of two of the best games so far this season. Uh, Things seem to be clicking now, so let's see 
if they can string a run of wins in the upcoming weeks. Now, the next game, Liverpool versus Brentford, which ended 3-0. A fantastic performance from the Reds after a couple of poor results, one being a draw against losing Town and the other being a defeat against Toulouse in the Europa League. Liverpool, unfortunately, had a lot of casualties before the fixture. The likes of Konate, Curtis Jones, McAllister and Gravenberg were not available. So you had the likes of Gakpo playing as a number eight, which is a slightly unfamiliar role for him. Um, and then, not to be fair, not a fan of that. He has played that role in the past, um, but I think he had a decent performance in this fixture. In terms of the game, Brentford tried to hit Liverpool on the counter-attack a few times um, through Embremo, but the Liverpool defence, including Allison, closed up shop very well. Van Dijk's looking like he's back to his best again, which is promising. Despite what former Dutch internationals say about Van Dijk, I think he's a natural leader on the pitch. And since he's been made Liverpool captain, he's been playing with a different aura now. Also, a huge mention for Mo Salah, who scored a brace in this game. The first goal was a great finish into the bottom corner. Nice layoff by Darwin Nunez there. And the second goal was a point-blank header from Simicas's cross. He also breaks another record as he scored his 200th Premier League goal. 197 for Liverpool, as the other three goals were during his Chelsea days. Now that's 10 goals and four assists for the Egyptian King in the Premier League this season. Another big mention goes to Darwin Nunez, who was fantastic in this game. His all-round game was so good. His link-up play, for me, has improved a lot so far this season. He's attacking the channels with more intelligence and he's affecting games with his pressing and energy. Unlucky not to get in the score sheet as he had two goals disallowed, one being an overhead kick. Jota scores a fantastic goal to make it 3-0 and tops a good win for the Reds. Liverpool are now second place and only one point behind the leaders, Man City. As I mentioned earlier, we will be playing City after the international break. And this game certainly has some importance. And if Liverpool get the win, it could present a huge mental lift for the squad and also send out a message to the rest of the league that we mean business this season. Next fixture, Wolves versus Tottenham. Two consecutive defeats for Spurs. Looks like that honeymoon period is coming to an end. This game started very positively for Spurs, to be fair, as Ben Johnson gets on the score sheet from Pedro Porro's cross. But Wolves equalised from a fantastic left-footed volley by Sarabia. Great cross by Cunha with the assist around the 91st minute. And then the winner came as Lamina slides through with a shot that creeps past the goal line. And as you can imagine, the home crowd goes wild. Lovely pass by Sarabia with his left foot. Dramatic win for Wolves. Commiserations for Spurs. I did say this a few weeks ago that their squad will be tested where one or two players aren't playing or not available. And that's exactly what's happening right now. On to the next fixture, Arsenal versus Burnley, which ended 3-1. The Gunners respond with a win after losing to Newcastle in match week 11. But honestly, the win was never in doubt, as Burnley are one of the worst teams defensively in the league, conceding 30 goals after this game. Sheffield United is the only team with a worst record who have conceded 31 goals. But let's talk about the key moments in the game. The first goal for Arsenal, he uh, opens the scoreline. Uh, with a brave header after colliding with the post. Burnley then equalised, surprisingly, with a Brownhill goal. 
great wing play by Koloshow, uh, who nudges Tamiyasu out of the way, uh, squares it in the box, and eventually finds Brownhill, whose shot deflects into the back of it. Now, by the way, Koloshow, for me, looks like an exciting talent for Burnley. I can safely say I don't think he'll be playing for Burnley next season. Um, I can see one of the solid or good Premier League teams, the likes of Aston Villa, Brighton, Brentford, one of those teams signing him up next season. So, Mark Connors, you heard it first here. In terms of the game, Arsenal then take the lead. Uh, Trossard whips a great cross from the corner. Saliba leaps in the air and heads the ball home. Great finish from the defender who's been outstanding so far this season. Arsenal then make it 2-1 as Mr. Cobra Kai <laughs> Sinchenko hits a karate kick shot into the back of the net. What a spectacular goal from the player. But overall, a good win for Arsenal. That puts them further in the league. Joint points with Liverpool. But Liverpool have a better goal difference. The next fixture, Bournemouth versus Newcastle, which ended 2-0. Definitely the surprising result of the week as the Toonami lose to the Cherries. Newcastle had a number of injuries to their squad, but that's not an excuse as I feel like they had enough quality to get the win in this game. Solanke was the match winner, scoring two goals. His first goal was great movement from, from the striker as the ball was deflected from a pass, but he was the first one to react. So he used his speed very well to get the ball, hits a nice low shot and hits, gets the, hits the back of the net. The second goal was a scrappy one from a corner kick, but hey, I don't think he could care less how he scores them. That's his sixth goal of the season so far, and he's been showing some good form in recent weeks. In terms of Newcastle, unlucky for them, who are now dropped to seventh position in the league. In terms of other matches, Crystal Palace lost to Everton uh, 3-2. Everton claimed a very important away win, in my opinion. Mikulenko scores for Everton again in consecutive weeks, but Palace were awarded the penalty as they steps up and calmly slots the ball into the corner. Ice cold fashion there. Edouard gives Eagles the lead with a neat, uh, with a neat finish, but then the Kure squares it up. With a, um, and then you had a rare goal from Idris Gay to secure the win. So in terms of Everton, they've picked up some very crucial points in recent weeks and I think it will only help with their league position going forward next fixture May United versus Luton Lindelof an unlikely match winner secures the win uh, for Manchester United and that's back to back wins there four out of uh, five wins for Manchester United probably thinking what's all the fuss about with regards to United as a club or the, or the manager you know they're securing points aren't they but obviously, the level of football is not there. So, at the end of the day, if you're getting points at this stage of the season, it's only a plus point. But you'll, we'll see how it goes for uh, Ten Hag. As a Liverpool fan, I think Ten Hag's doing a fantastic job. So, Ten Hag forever in, in my books. Aston Villa, uh, they beat Fulham 3-1. Villa's amazing home form continues. That's their 13th straight win in the Premier League. An own goal from Robinson gives Villa the lead. Um, again, scores a fantastic goal with his left foot strike. Something I found out earlier today was uh, about his celebration, where he um, puts his uh, does like a glasses kind of thing. Um, that was actually a dedication to his nephew who has to wear goggles when he plays football. So a nice little touch. 
um, for his little nephew there. Um, but in terms of the game, Watkins rounds up a great counter-attack, um, scoring from close range and scoring the third goal for Villa. Jimenez gets the consolation for Fulham, but it's his first goal in 18 months. So hopefully he can kick on from now. Uh, the next fixture, Brighton versus Sheffield United. Another draw for the Seagulls. Still looking for their first win since September the 24th. And that was in match week six against Bournemouth. They opened the scoreline with a fantastic goal from Adingra. Um, harsh red card, in my opinion, for uh, Daoud. Um, don't think he meant to step on Osborne's ankle. Looked pretty accidental. So for me, might be something that will be rescinded if Brighton make an appeal, but it remains to be seen if they do. Webster scores an own goal that gives the Blaze a valuable point. And the final fixture of match week 12, West Ham versus Nottingham Forest. And what a game this was, full of goals. Paqueta opens the scoreline with a great shot from outside the box. And then you have Awoni equalising just before half-time. Alanga then takes the lead for Forest. Great finish with his right foot. West Ham respond immediately with a header from Jared Bowen. One that he doesn't really score uh, many in terms of headers, so one for the record books there. And then Susek uh, gets the match winner with a great header. Lovely delivery from James Ward-Prowse as always. So that's a good quick roundup of match week 12 in terms of FPL. Um, so the FPL manager of the week goes to Anish Dogra. So you're probably thinking that name may ring a bell to you. Um, Anish Dogra is a fan of the channels. He's been on um, on our show quite a few times and he's um, managed to be manager of the week. Uh, his team name is Sell Me The Money, obviously in line with Subozlai's name. And he managed to get 107 points. So well done to Anish. Uh, a great, great <laughs> point tally for you this week. I think it's helped you climb up the league as well. In terms of my performance, I got 80 points this week, which is respectable. Um, I've moved up to 62nd in the league, so still a long way to go. Um, but I'll be on. I'll be more into FPL after the international break because I've got a lot of catching up to do. Just going to go through some comments. We've got Brush with some popcorn emojis. Thank you for your uh, comment there. Hope you're enjoying the show. And then we've got Anthony Uncle Ross says, Yo, brother, with the peace sign. Thank you, Uncle Ross, for your comment and thank you for tuning in. Um, let's just share the screen with regards to FPL and see what the league standing is currently. So here it is. So the top of the league, we've got a new league leader now. We've got Nane Asare, um, who managed to get 89 points this week. So he's top of the league. So well done to Nana. Um, You've got one Ashraf still in the same position. You've got Reina Malik in third position, um, who's moved up. You've got uh, Pasuran Mania in fourth. Kushgang, Ibrahim Rashid. So he was number one last week, I believe. So he's dropped to fifth. And you've got Vipin Mohan, the special one. Jonah Smith is stationary in number seven. Anish Dogra, who is our FPL manager of the week this week. Uh, we've sold me the money, he's number eight. And you've got Kashmir outside, uh, Daniel Dwamina, Afilai Dwamina. And you've got Jake Harrison moving down to 10th with Kinder Bremo. So, yeah, a couple of new names there. Um, and we're having, like, new leaders every week. So it's definitely uh, intensifying and getting more interesting as the weeks go on. 
And yeah, so that's the wrap up for today. So thank you to everyone for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. As it's International Week, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time for Match Week 13 review. So in the meantime, I'll be doing some FC24 shows and test out my gaming skills in career mode. So have a look out for that. Um, for all the latest updates, announcements on upcoming shows, you can follow me on Twitter at AussieFTP and you can follow me at Aussie.FTP on Instagram, threads and TikTok. So until next time, guys, take care, stay safe and I hope to see you all very soon. Goodbye.